Yeah. I feel very unprepared. Well, <laughs> fortunately, everybody is unprepared, but that doesn't matter because this is the first ever episode of the Halcyon Frequency podcast. I hope everybody out there is doing well. I'm blind. I'm your host. And uh, there is a collection of people and voices that you may have heard before on this podcast. But if you haven't before, we're just going to quickly do some introductions so that everybody knows who everybody is. So, Kiri, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. And I'm very excited about being on a podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm Tidi Kiri or Kiri. I'm a full-time streamer on Twitch and I focus on indie games, usually 2D games, simulation strategy, and, and I have simulation sickness, so I am limited in the games I can play, but I always find something good. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the nice thing about like limitations is then like you get to focus more and get really and get to know like the types of games that you're talking about really well because you you spend a lot of time focusing on a very specific style of game, not even just like a, a subgenre. So, it, it, like the, the, some of the, the the insights that you have on two uh, D games is uh, kind of unparalleled. But also joining us today is Jess. How are you doing? Doing all right. Feeling unprepared. <laughs> Feeling unprepared about what exactly? Um, being on the spot. Like I'm right spot. now. <laughs> hmm. We should draw one on the floor so that you're always on the spot. And then you don't need to be put on the spot because you're already there. But, right. um, that sounds you know, really on... complicated. It, it could be. That's FG squared talking that you're hearing right now. Um, yeah, me. FG, how, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to finally get this going. And it's kind of been a little bit of a dream of mine to do with, this, with these particular peoples, with this group of peoples. And... Yeah, Aww. I didn't I know like that. You <laughs> no, because um, we get to ramble about games, something that we all spend lots of times doing. And um, yeah, if you don't know who I am, I'm FG squared FG for short. I uh, also stream on Twitch, um, full time content creator over there. Play lots of indie games, um, but big variety of games. And uh, I'm actually coming up on five years continuous streaming on Twitch this summer. So, wow. <laughs> That's exciting. That is really exciting, yeah. That's a long time. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, on, on, the, on the topic of just, like, you know, waking up and being unprepared, Evil Trick, how, how have, how, how's your uh, intro to this podcast experience been so far? The quiet one in the corner. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm half a mock deep in coffee. It's nice, honestly. It's, it's, I, I love going last. It's like the best. And I can listen to what everyone else says and I can come up with my own little thing. The I mean, cool I kind of didn't really go, though. I... <laughs> yeah. No, that's You're true, on the spot. yeah. <laughs> we put you on the spot. We can put yeah. you back on the spot. No, no, it's Evil Trick's turn. No, After no, Evil Trick, yes. yeah. this is like streaming, but with extra steps. It's now your turn. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, my name is Trick. I do the same as everyone else, basically, just differently. We all we all in the same like business, I guess. Like we stream, we it's the same people, and we usually go live with a cam and a live audience. So this is different, but I'm looking forward to it. But we still talk a lot all the we time. Yeah, definitely still do. Echoing FG's kind of little sentiment about this kind of being a dream for a really long time. I, I've been like super torn on gaming podcasts for years because I've always kind of had like this like image in my brain of like uh, when when people go looking for 
uh, content on video games. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you, you can go to like, you know, your GameSpot.coms, your giant bombs, your big aggregate sites. Like you, you can go to Twitter. You, there, there's, there's tons of places and spaces for you to go find news about games. And the more and more we move into like this post uh, 2020 world, um, the, the, the less that we get to actually directly interact with people and talk with people. And like one of my favorite parts about this job is being able to build up towards going to a big convention and meeting people who've been watching for a long time. And we're in a world now where E3 literally just doesn't, isn't going to be happening anymore because, uh, not because of pandemic necessarily, but because they're just phasing out of existence. Like that, the need for them is going away because of how open the internet is. Like the, the need for physical in-place place spaces is becoming less so. Uh, like there's still definitely the social aspect that I hope comes back at some point in the future, but I think this is almost a way for us kind of as a, a group of creators to uh, directly communicate on less of a, like, you know, we all stream, right? But we do it separately, generally. And it, us interacting directly isn't something that people that watch us and pay, like follow this our work get to see. And I think that this is a avenue for us to go about communicating directly with our audiences while also at the same time expanding into a new medium that none of us really uh take ser took seriously up until now i guess what is yeah, well, podcasts i've never heard of it before is it like pod <laughs> racing it's like it's like radio <laughs> <laughs> oh, i have to say i'm a podcast noob but i'm, I'm very excited about this I, I i've been listening to podcasts since like 2007 so podcasts are like a constant state of being for me. Whenever I'm not online, I'm listening to podcasts. Um, so I, I I love this stuff. I have the same well, feeling as I do when, when you're in the beginning of the, the first day of, of a new class and you have no clue what's really going on. You're just kind of sitting there with your notes and scrambling and kind of following along like, oh, oh boy, I wonder what's going to happen now. Where are we going to go? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then there's just that nerd in the corner who's like i've been doing this for the last 17 years and that's me yeah <laughs> i'm like where's my syllabus 18. please <laughs> i need two more thesauruses to like deconstruct this sentence <laughs> but so so jess you, you did kind of state that you didn't really get to go so now now, now that the rest of us have gone it, would would you like to talk a little bit about yourself or should we just kind of roll forward to build on on the first day of class right like this is when the teachers would make you stand up and talk about yourself and then my mind would just go blank <laughs> and oh, i still have horrible. this problem i still do <laughs> like people say tell me about yourself and i'm like uh i am jess jess is me <laughs> as me but actually okay yes i'm Jess. Also known as Jess, I stream full-time on Twitch, also playing a lot of indie games, strategy simulation and management. And contrary, I think, to everybody here, I'm actually kind of newer with these sorts of games because I didn't really have a PC. And so I got one one day and was like, whoa, these games are cool. And I haven't really gone back from it. But so there's so many unexplored topics for me. I gotta ask, Jess, what was your first, like, console, or when, when did you play games for the first time? Was that, like, mobile? Um, it was a Game Boy Color. Nice, nice. Nice. Was it Pokemon? Yeah, it was Pokemon. Nice. <laughs> the good times. Yeah. Simpler times. And this Actually, is where I have to really say... Fun subject. 
that I'm not into Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. So, so if we do an episode about Pokemon, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to invite it. <laughs> exactly. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think we should vote FT out. I suppose this is this is. I the don't time... like Pokemon, so vote me out too. <laughs> this is not the time where I have to say I was actually on an episode, and I don't know what the show was called, but it, it was a Japanese Pokemon show, and I was actually on it. Wait, was this live? <laughs> Uh, you no, don't like Pokemon. Please. No. <laughs> Explain. So, uh, almost eight years ago, I went to Japan with a friend of mine. And we went, because she liked Pokemon, we went to a Pokestop. And they were filming a segment for, like, a TV show there. And they were like, oh, my God, foreigners. Yes, let's go. Grab them. <laughs> <laughs> we found so, the nerds. Yeah. So, Yeah. I don't know if that if, if a recording of that even exists. No, I, no idea. I really like, hope it does. Internet, you have a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even like no. They didn't even take down our names or anything like that. So yeah, but anyways, that's my I guess. Well, we have a time frame. Two seconds of fame. Yeah, it was a, uh, I guess September twenty fourteen. All right. There you go. Go nuts, internet. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I I think something that's like just like communication wise that we should probably get across right now is like this 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 show is it's not always going to have this many of us on it um may, maybe we should talk about formatting just a little bit so that people kind of have an idea of what to expect from episodes of this show generally i think episodes of this show is going to have about three of us on it uh just for scheduling reasons uh and we're going to be rotating slowly um so right now like there are two other members of our team uh suey and bellinaire um who couldn't be here for this particular recording um, but we'll be uh, taking part in other episodes in the future uh, as cast and hosts rotate in and out. Um, so you'll you'll hear a variety of voices on this show um, covering topics related to video games, uh, accessibility in games, um, your like our general interest in games and our and our games knowledge. And I, I think that over uh, the the next couple of episodes, there there will probably be some like growing pains trying to figure out exactly what formatting is going to be for this. Um, but something that I really want to point out that's not going to happen in this episode that will happen in the future is after this episode goes live, we are, we're going to have a room on the official Halcyon Frequency community discord, um, where, uh, you can leave questions for the podcast. So if you're in that discord, uh, I very much recommend that you go and leave a question in that room for us to answer and pull from for future episodes. Um, the more questions in there, the more we'll have to ramble over. So they don't even need to be games related. It could be like, what's your favorite juice? Or like, favorite dessert? Or Pokemon. Or Pokemon. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I was just thinking, but please just don't ask me about Pokemon. <laughs> Specifically well, questions to FG about Pokemon. Bulbasaur is kind of a mood. Pokemans. Okay, good. Noted. Got I it. I have a question, actually. Isn't that a Twitch streamer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes, evil evil trick? Trick, what was that question? Why do you hate Pokemon FG? They love I don't hate it. No, I'm indifferent. <laughs> because uh I was already really old when it came out. So it was like the thing the kids watch. But I was like <laughs> No, it was literally, it was literally like I don't know six seven year olds watching it, but I was like thirteen fourteen at the time, so it was just so old, so old. Yeah, yeah. I'm so old. For it's Pokemon. just past my time. A and kids. Now I wish, 
No, game. I was fell on our here, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the oldest, of course, as per usual. <sighs> That's okay. It's all okay. the it's same on the internet. I for for me with Pokemon, I had a very very important decision to make when I was about twelve, um, where I was I'd saved my Christmas money from that year, which was about one hundred and fifty bucks, and I was going to buy a Game Boy Advance SP, and I still have it. It's in the drawer over there. Uh, the L and R buttons don't work, but aside from that, it works. I need to like fix those at some point. Um, but it had one of two packing games: Legend of Zelda and the Minish Cap, or one of the Pokemon's. Couldn't tell you which one. And I looked at that. And I hummed and hawed, and I bought Legend of Zelda. And I've never gotten into Pokemon. And I blame that moment in my life. Ever since then, like, I've, I've tried playing Pokemon games on emulators and stuff, but I've never, like, played them in their intended way. And it's just never worked. So. On that note. my moment of that. On that note, I have actually played a Pokemon game. <gasps> mm-hmm. And I played probably around 100 hours of it as well. Oh. But... Um, it's the photography one, right? No, no, no. It's uh, oh, Pokemon X, so which was the one that was out at the time I was in Japan. Um, I just bought it. I, I think I got it on sale from my 3DS at the time, and I just played it. And I played it while I was in Japan, so it kind of, you know... Okay. I know, it was just that game that I played on that vacation. Mm. Um while we were traveling or like chilling like in the evenings in the in the hotel room and yeah so no it's like kind of just but i've never been back like i got the one that came after that came out after it as well and i did not enjoy it so i returned it which to be fair it was a um it was a remake it was one of the first remakes that came out it was um oh god x and y right no, no, X and Y, X and Y was new, and then it came, um, um, oh god, uh, I don't I'm know. I'm not a Pokemon person, so I don't know which <laughs> one came. It was, you. it was one of the remakes, um, and I just didn't enjoy it. There, mm. there is one Pokemon game that I loved, Pokken, which is Tekken with Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't it's, count. It was so fun. Me and a friend got really, really drunk like three weekends in a row and played a ton of Pokemon. I probably put like 20-something hours into that in like a couple of weeks it, at a friend's house. It was it was good times, but uh, never bought it. Would never play it again. But um, I, think that, uh, I think that we're going to take a real short break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the games that we've been playing over the last week. How's that sound? Sounds good. Mm. Sounds good. And spoiler, it wasn't Pokemon. Oh, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is the Halcyon Frequency Podcast and I am Belanar. You couldn't hear me in this episode, but stick around for the future episodes for some soothing rolling Rs. Meanwhile, hop over to twitch.tv slash Belanar for some building management and strategy games, plus all kinds of variety. Come say hi, and let's go on with the show. And we're back! And uh, so something that I think that we've all been playing, or actually I know for a fact that we've all been playing, so I didn't, don't need to say think, uh, but uh, we, we, we launched a Project Zomboid server on uh, it's B41, right? Version 41? Mm -hmm. um, the other day with a, with a few like 
newbie friendly features turned on um but uh we we dove into that and i know that some of you it's kind of a, a new experience and some of us were coming back so i think uh let's let's just jump off with fg would you like to, to talk a little bit about uh how the server's been going yeah no i think um so i i was the i'm i'm the person responsible for setting it all up so if there's anything that's broken uh blame me i'm sorry Dang uh, it, like, fg for- yeah, like 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 how for example, um, we already spawned to a world that was going on, so I had to scramble for like ten minutes to figure out how to reset the world, but we got that all sorted. Growing paints done, and so far I think it's been going really well, and everybody's been having lots of fun. Um, there's a couple of bases popping up, um, lots of deaths. Um, I know Evil Trick died a few times today. I died a few times today. The oh, community members me died died a few times, and. Um, yeah, it's been it's been great fun playing um B41 in multiplayer. There's obviously still some bugs. Um uh hot tip. Um if you try to make pancakes in an oven, you will have infinite pancakes. Um no Ooh. cheese pancakes, just pancakes. Um Aww. Yeah, I know. I know. I know what about pineapple pancakes. You maybe <laughs> I ate maybe. one of those pineapple pancakes. Yeah, they were delicious. Sounds good. It, it it filled me up. I went from like being peckish to bloated. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy, but uh, yeah, I've been having lots of fun with with it. Um, how how's it been going for you, Jess? Because I know you don't really like zombies all that much. I hate zombies. I hate zombies, but okay, I'm like, I have the struggle with this game because I really like it. <laughs> I really like the experience and the the. The gameplay loop that it has and the opportunities for multiplayer and crafting but then there are all these zombies in it and so i don't know i like it but i hate it love hate relationship <laughs> but you maybe just want like like semi-realistic life sim where you can just hang out with your friends in a house and like garden <laughs> <laughs> yep minus the zombies i mean i would play that Probably, <laughs> if it was good. No, but I think I think the thing is, and that that is a point that Jess brought up. Um, Zombide, yes, it's been in development for like a really long time, but it's like one of those games that has such a deep system in it. Like the 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 systems are so intertwined and so well layered, and it's just un almost unmatched. I think, and that that's what makes it so good. Like I can think of one or two games that are based in similar DNA that yeah. very much over out outdo it. Um, but as a multiplayer experience, it's the only one. Yeah, but just just the fact that you have like you have a map in game, and you can mark it if you have a pen, and you can only <laughs> delete stuff off the map. If you've got an eraser in your pocket as well, it's that just... is so cool. Mm. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it's the oh. first time I tried to mark the map, and I was like, "What? No pen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so brilliant." Yeah. I screenshotted the map and edit the screenshot in MS Paint. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> no, you're cheating. <laughs> I mean, that's what we did the first time when there was no map yet, right? You need to mm. pick up the pen. 
yeah, the, the the first time we played zombie zomboid uh, as as a team, there was no map in the game. Period, and the only way you could get a map was by going to projectzomboid.map.com and or yep. whatever the URL was, that is true, and it was yes. like this large map of the thing, which I was doing the same thing on. So back when yeah. pens was the only thing you could use to one shot a zombie, but it only lasted twice, yes. then it would break. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so evil trick. What, what's your experience on the server been like so far? Oh, like specifically today is like probably the worst day to ask me because it's like, oh, I have a I have a love hate relationship with Project Zomboid because it's so good. <laughs> Sounds familiar. It's so good, but it's also so bad at the same time. Like overall, I would say the game is good, but I mean the crafting and everything is cool, but this the combat systems and everything to do with combat just kind of. In my opinion, it feels like playing Stardew Valley with your friends. You're having fun, everything is good. Then you leave your house, your village, and then there's suddenly a horde of zombies just murdering you, and you have to start over again. Yeah, the pain. Yeah. So I, I, I really, I actually, I like it. I've had some good experiences setting up bases, and people have been like gathering cars. The first little city we had was like a, like I think ten cars placed in a circle, and we would get <laughs> in and out of the circle through the cars was really cool <laughs> but uh, that's kind of awesome yeah like the the crafting and building and the, the the depth in the systems of just getting down like the tech tree of building stuff as well is honestly amazing but it it, it still needs polish it, it reminds oh, me yeah. a lot about seven days to die kind of has the same issues the good things and flaws of being a game in like forever development yeah, absolutely. I Zomboid is probably also one of those games that's definitely, um, in periods of its life, definitely has suffered from feature creep and like scope creep and and uh, all of that sort of stuff. I think they're trying to kind of pull back to like that a little bit back together again. Because um, I don't know if you saw, they posted a roadmap. I saw. I saw. Um, so uh that's good i think also i have to 100 percent agree with you and i don't know um if the others experience it this way so feel free to weigh in i do not get along still not get along and i've played probably around 30 40 hours of built 41 now i do not get along with the combat system after playing 39 for a while or well, for a long time where combat was like, like I don't know, it Press felt more space fluid. Bar, push him and back worked. and then step on him. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's still it, but it's still, you still do it the same. But I don't know, there's just something. It's physics based <sighs> now, is it not? <laughs> yeah, it feels stun blocked by things. Like yeah, it's yeah. Two zombies on top of each other. They can actually glitch on top of each other, and then if they hit at the same time, you can only block one. That way, the yep. other will yep. grab onto you, and then you just stuck. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's science like... has been die, so. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, it, the, for me, like the meta of it now, instead of like trying to just single single them out one one on one and fight them, now it's just like you spam Q to yell and run in circles until you get a big horde of them behind you, and then you run through a building or like jump over a fence and then like loop back around. And then mm. they just kind of hang out there for long enough so that you can loot the building or repair the car or do what you have to do. And then you drive over them or just leave has been kind of my experience. But um, 
Yeah, yeah definitely. I've seen people do that. That seems to be working. Yeah. That, that's what I was doing the most. I mean, I... I, I kind of like it as a, you're not supposed to fight the zombies. Like, run away. Like, I, I like that as a gameplay mechanic. Um, like, maybe... I, I'm not entirely sure what the team is going for, because I'll be honest, I don't follow the development of Zomboid at all. Mm. Uh, it's just it's just a game that appears on my radar once every, once every other year. And then it's like, all right, time to play some Zomboid. Let's go. Um, but it, it's... For me, it, the, the game was always less about about the combat and more about the teamwork building up a base and hiding and i as i like horror games i like spooky games i like games that pressure you into being in a corner and i i, I think that that works but yeah the combat is clunky as all I actually think that, that is my problem because i want to fight the zombies i want to kill every last one of them and then i always end up dying because yeah. i'm not supposed to I think that's why I can enjoy the game so much is because the focus is not on engaging them. Like you can play smarter about it or with mm. them, around them. And I kind of like that rather than being forced. Like a lot of zombie games are just all about the jump scare and like gore. And I just enjoy that that's not the case. You can be a stealth god if you want, which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> but the violin sound when they see you. Oh my God, yes. Holy. I screamed so many times when I was screaming it because it, it, it's so loud. You you go into a house, everything's dark. You turn around a corner and then suddenly violin sound and then that's Don't scare. Oh yeah, I yeah, hate perfect. violins. They're the worst. It's, oh. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, so it's not even it's not even the zombie that scares you. It's the sound because it's yeah, so loud. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you can't yeah. make it quiet. Oh, I either. got a really good example oh. of that. Literally today, when I was streaming it, I was going through a house and was super sneaky. I had low health. And I was just doing sneaky stuff. And I could see my sneak skill that I was getting XP, which meant there was a zombie nearby. I was nervous. So I kept going through the rooms. And then suddenly I hear this loud noise. And I, I almost panicked. And then I figured <laughs> out it was because I leveled up my sneaking. And it made a loud noise. <laughs> it startled the living shit out of me. That's great. <laughs> I, uh, w one, one of my... Um... Uh, fav favorite moments, which was uh, happened with Jess, was we we were moving from one house to the farmhouse, which was kind of off in the woods. Which will probably have an epic stand at some point at it. But uh, like, built we we gathered everything, we put it into a truck that I'd recently found, and a van that we had. And there was four of us at the time, so we all got into the, those two vehicles. We start driving. We're driving down the highway towards the thing, swerving around zombies and whatnot. And the car behind us is about. I don't know, about a screen behind us. And the, the person driving that car was in a completely different part of the world. So their lag was a little, like, le they were, a, like, better connection to the server, essentially. Um, so on their screen, they drove up um, behind, we're driving about two cars behind me. But on Jess's screen, my screen, uh, they drove up right next to me and then did a hard right directly into the windshield of my, <laughs> or into, like, the driver's seat of my car. Uh -huh. And I don't even know what happened but it was actually kind of an amazing simulation of getting knocked out and waking up after a car accident because all i knew was we were driving 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 they drove up beside us they turned to the right and then the screen went black and turned back on with almost no field of view bleeding my hand was obliterated and um the car was spun around backwards and the horn was going on my screen <laughs> we just 
drove right into you and your car just like spun out behind and just crashed like into a fence. Yeah. And then <laughs> it, it was like me and Stone who were who were in the van like fell out and then bandaged ourselves and realized we both needed splints and stitches, um, which we didn't have with us. So uh, the, the the people from the farm who were luckily watching the stream saw this happen, uh, <laughs> brought a truck down and tied my truck, which had all of this stuff in it because it couldn't start up again after that. The muffler was gone. Um, they tied the truck to that and then drove us to the farm, um, which was an awesome experience, a little frustrating, but also like now there's this story, right? And like that, my character that I was playing as there went off and ended up dying trying to collect more cars. But, you know, it, Zomboid reminds me of the early days of DayZ. And I don't know if any of you guys played the old DayZ mod. I kind of, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But um, it reminds me of that where in DayZ, if you ran into one zombie, you were dead. Like if there if there was one zombie running at you, you ninety nine percent certain you were dead. Um, the when you saw a crowd of zombies, the only thing you could do was run, and the gameplay was PvP. So player interactions: Do I trust this person, or are they going to knock me out and steal my shoes? And then eventually, walking, your feet would start bleeding, and then you'd bleed out. Um, like, is this is this per a person I can trust? And I, I think that. Currently, where Zomboid is, like I, I think Kiri would enjoy Endgame a little more when everybody has shotguns. But uh, currently, where Zomboid is, I think the game shines at its best just in the little stories that you can tell with four or five friends and the mistakes on the highway. Completely Definitely, agree. absolutely, so. yeah, yeah. Because the it, the game got all the systems it needs to like be really cool and well fleshed out. It just needs that little bit more depth and detailing so you can see okay what does it even mean to have carpentry three what can i do in the future like there's this crafting book and everything but you can only see what you know right now so you have no clue what you can actually do later until you get the skill but that takes so much work and if you then die you will just never ever get there so you'll yeah, never get a chance to experience the crafting end game yeah i i i agree i i i wish that their tech tree was a little clearer there is, I mean, there's mods that can help you around that, where you can like basically, um, basically you write a journal with what you've known, and that saves your XP. So you then you die and respawn. You read the journal and you get your skills back. But I, I at the same like that looks that sounds really cool. But at the same time, it also takes away a lot of the fear of the game. I think because yeah, yeah. It is it's a survival game. You're supposed to just lose everything and then start over. Yeah, exactly. You have such a it's such a so much consequence to you. There's so much consequence to you dying. So yeah, if, using something like that feels yeah a bit cheeky. I could For see sure. a mechanic where you would keep a journal, and if you died, the journal dropped on your body, and you had to go recover it, and compensating. Um, for that loss even more so that you would either get um, a loss of multiplier or just your skills would degrade when you pick it back up. But that yeah, way it's yeah. not a complete loss of skill, but yeah, it, yeah. it still gives you that pressure of not wanting to die. Yeah. yeah. I mean, leveling like things it if it gave me also like isn't 20. That, that bad. Like you got the books so you can get the multipliers. The problem is on a multiplayer server, it takes forever to read a book. It takes it does, seven yeah. minutes and 45 Ask seconds reader. per level one book. <laughs> With fast learner and fast reading. That's I was just going to say, with fast still. reading. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're like me, and you take the slow reader trait, Ooh. well... Ooh. <laughs> Why would you how, do that? Yeah. Well, it has... 
the fewest consequences. It's like it doesn't actually have that many consequences to yeah. if you take it. But only in single player, though. Yeah. That's true. But then yeah. I'm also I'm also that type of um, uh, Zorbite player that refuses to take the smoker trait. For you know, you know, yeah. So I, I tried it yesterday. It was so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I like, was you like can, this feels wrong. I I exactly. Take the, yeah. I take the smoker trait for like real life RP reasons, but also like I I would take the smoker trait early on when sm cigarettes are plentiful, but as time goes on, they get harder to find, mm. and that it becomes less good. So, can you actually know. even grow tobacco in the Not game? Not without mods. Uh. No. You also can't craft cigarettes. Well, I mean, since mm. since we have respawning loot on the server, I guess theoretically we, we they might pop up again, but I've been seeing less and less of them already. Um, I think I found one pack on one zombie once. Like my first it. my first life, I had seventy, just on my person. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. I haven't seen just, a single one. Just go go to go to the redneck area outside of the M starting town and look in sheds. Um, also, the weird little bars that they have scattered around out there. Um, all, right. all full of like cigarettes, beer. Uh, that's where you find bourbon. Um, weird pistols as well. So okay, can you shotgun with two shells? Quit cold turkey, basically. Just be like, uh, like I'm I'm a smoker character, but now I'm quitting and just like get over it. I don't I don't I don't know. Dying, you can no because, because yeah, it, you can it, lose it, it being underweight. Give... You can lose overweight. Like, can you lose smoker? I don't know. Because it just makes you really, question. really, really depressed if you don't take it, which gives you a lot of really bad debuffs. Hmm. Also, you Science can lose the overweight and underweight, but you still keep the debuff of being low endurance, unfit, and all that. That'll persist permanently. That's oh, really? Even if you exercise? Because you can yeah. do that now. At least that's what my chat has been telling me. But... Well, that hmm. sucks. Yeah, exactly. Because I I started with like being like obese and everything, I was hella slow. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna Rocky style work this off. It's gonna be fine. I'm gonna survive forever and drop the kilos eventually, which never happened. But yeah. <laughs> well, you and dropped then the you kilos died. just died. into a zombie's tongue. <laughs> I became a Big Mac. <laughs> Big Mac zombie snack. Nom nom. Mm. But, you know, I, I mean, Z Zomboid also isn't the only thing that, that, that people have been playing around here. So, uh, I, I mean, FG, do you want to talk a little bit about Factory Town? Yeah, so um, Factory Town is uh, kind of basically, you know, it already tells you what you get. It's a colony builder, town builder game, plus a factory game. Um, and you can't really ignore either. Um, it's a game that was in early access for quite a while. Um, I know some of you also played it in early access, but it finally dropped in full release last November. So I'm playing it right now because there's a little bit of a lull in games right now, new releases. So I was like, hmm, let's pick up some, you know, games that came out last year that I didn't get to. Ended up playing Factory Town for like three days straight. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just really charming looking um isometric tile-based factory game um that is a lot more complicated than it looks from the outside so like i'm playing through the campaign and i'm only on 
map number five now and i've played um almost no, 19 hours and i've only completed four campaigns and there's eight campaign maps and i'm not even at the final tech stages yet like it gets so much more complicated because there's eventually basically you have magic and you've got trains and conveyor belts and wagons and uh like um air like blimps that you can have and it's just it gets really really neat and complicated but i've been really enjoying it and i think it's mostly because obviously when like you play a game like this or like exactly like that the question that always comes up is so do you play factorio <laughs> and <laughs> um I, I i i have played it and factorio is great but i have realized that i do not like combat in my factory games whatsoever and um luckily there's no combat in factory town it's just very chill there's yeah resources will eventually run out but you have so much time and you can make more resources spawn by just spending um um money that you make from your citizens because you have to supply them which is a little bit anal like yeah you have to you have to supply them with goods and services so they're happy so the houses level up so you can get more workers because each building needs workers and each like wagon and and caravan needs workers and that sort of stuff so you can't just neglect them and i don't know it's just it's just really chill and i've just been really enjoying it you're reminding me how much i like that game <laughs> you should play it you should play it again now that it's out it's really I really played good it so long ago that magic and trains and everything were not in there and i got to logistics and just kind of hit a wall and even mm. then i think the either the dev or like one of the community members was in my stream and was like okay we have there's guides for it you can figure it out and there's just like no nah, i can't figure <laughs> this out it does that's it does kind of how i feel <laughs> yeah like it, it, I, it, it it's funny that fg says that it's a it's a factory game that is way more complicated than it seems and to me that game is just 100 percent a trap because i look at it and i look at the screenshots and look at the trailer and i'm like this looks awesome and then i play it and i'm like oh no <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, FG also said it's me. a chill game right factory nope. games are not chill for me like they break my brain so hard it's and the the only thing i liked game. about factorio was the combat because that's something I understand, you know. I can I can make ammunition because that's easy, and I can build defense towers, and they can run around and kill things. But all that mind-breaking spaghetti conveyor belt thingy, nope. Yeah. I, See, personally, I, I don't get though. that because I when I opened Factory Town, that was in between when Jess and FG played it. It was I, I got to the very end, and honestly, I thought it was a chill game. To be fair, fifteen minutes into the playtime of the game. I opened Excel and started spreadsheeting everything. <laughs> That's chill. <laughs> yeah, I know. Chill numbers and math. Maths are cool, guys. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like... graduated school for a reason, so I don't need to think about that anymore. See, the, fun <laughs> the funny thing is, to me, like, I enjoy factory games, but I don't enjoy that. So mm. that's one, like, when I get people and into my chat and they're like, Oh my god you can optimize it like this and you can do this and oh my god this is taking super long and i'm just like yep i don't care because i do it but i don't do it very optimally <laughs> i don't care about optimizing i just i just care about completing the uh in the campaign i guess the map objectives i like mm -hmm. other people do the spreadsheets I for me oh, yeah i let other people do the spreadsheets for me and then i i, I take the numbers 
and i should have googled the factory town there's probably there's math out there somewhere of course i'm um, sure there is yeah that's, that's why factory town is so good to me because i hate doing that as well aesthetics over everything else right mm. but I, at least back when i played factory town you didn't need too much of each production i can't remember how but you could like True, ramp up yeah. the production by just shoving more people into it so you could set yeah. it up in a perfectly balanced small way and just like make it pretty with all the belts and carts and stuff yeah and you can you can layer things on top of each other because it's like exactly. 3d and all that sort of stuff it's really cool yeah. yeah yeah you can just um you can you can have most most buildings you can either have up to five or up to ten workers but then you can also pump in money into the buildings so as long as you're oh. generating the coins you can just pump that into the into the buildings to optimize them more yeah so yeah if, if you like I factory games cakes into my buildings and that did something but that might have been the houses I'm not sure. Yeah, that's the houses. Yeah, yeah, because you have to supply them with goods, and then the better goods will keep them happier for for longer and for more, basically. Uh, and then the the longer you keep them happy, and the higher your the happiness is, the, the more people you can have in a house, because you also have a limited number of houses only available. So, like, you can't just ignore your people, which I like, because you have to balance it out. You have to do the production to uh, accomplish like the goal of whatever you're doing right now. But you can't neglect the workers because if you don't have workers, well, everything just kind of falls apart. Um, so yeah. How does that reflect in the campaign? Because I never knew the game was going to have a campaign. So how is that set up? Is it just like the same tech and different things, or is that voice acting or story? Um, no, it's a, it's a very traditional, I guess, campaign like settle, settlement campaign where you start slowly and then you ramp up and they introduce more and more things. Like so, you have a more locked tech tree at the at the start, but they slowly introduce it because they they start like, okay, these are production chains, and then you keep people happy, and then they start you know introducing you to pipes because there's piping, and then um, the next map will have uh, have trains, and you can experiment with trains, and then it goes, um, okay, but here's like magic production and like herbs mm -hmm. in the laboratory and the apothecary to keep people happy as well and that sort of stuff. And just keep going, going, uh, and going on. And then you have a, um, I think map number three is the island map where you have boats as well. So yeah, it just goes sorry through that. And you don't have to start from like the beginning, the beginning on every map in the campaign. Like they will start you on a certain tech level and just go do the next bits basically, to to learn how to play the game properly. It's basically sort of a preparation for then sandbox and whatnot. But I like it. Also, you get achievements for each map that you complete. So <laughs> Achievements, you say? Yeah. It's actually a game where you get achievements just by playing the game and doing, you know, just playing the game normally. There's not, there's no achievement in the game where you have to, like, do something stupid or something that goes against everything else that you would do in the game or, you know, no, nothing like, all right, die a hundred times to explosions or something like that. Because While some people the like, game in Windows yeah. 95. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, so it's pretty good. But then uh, I guess I guess Trick knows all about uh, factory games, anyways, because uh, Dyson Sphere program, right? Yes. Oh, it's <laughs> so good, and it's getting so much more attention and updates. See, when it comes to factory games, I like my spreadsheets. Okay, there is a certain like <laughs> scale, and we we all know like. Factorio and stuff like Factory Town and a bunch of other smaller and medium-sized games, Satisfactory, that, satisfactory, that has the same yeah. thing but just different. 
And Titan Sphere program is just the perfect middle for me, at least. It's like it got this cool graphics. It works like all the other games, but it's 3D. There's no enemies. Everything is chill. Mm. You got your little cute little planet, and then there's a bunch of other cute little planets in your solar system, and then there's a lot of other solar systems and other galaxies. So in total, like there's like to... hundreds of small planets that you can just get completely cozy with and have literally thousands of spaceships flying back and forth and it's 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 awesome evil trick, don't I, I would like to interject for a second and just say there are bad guys in dyson sphere program it's the player you are the planet killing <laughs> murder race that is just going from planet to planet to planet consuming all natural resources and destroying everything that could have lived there for your own personal gains but but <laughs> but i would argue that my uh, black concrete covered planet looks better than all the nature did before and sure there's no more water <laughs> instead i have sulfuric acid lakes but they are prettier <laughs> and, they match with the concrete. and that is what counts <laughs> yes. and i mean i mean ultimately the humanity and that's program doesn't care about it anyways because we all live in the clouds that's why we're building this in the whole in the whole, in the whole place and you know is, I have all. no experience with Dyson Sphere program. Is that the actual lore behind it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That is the <laughs> yeah. actual story in it. You're like okay. deploying the machines to yeah. basically keep your infrastructure, like build your infrastructure and keep the infrastructure alive, right? Yep. Yeah. That's why wow. when oh. you when you start the game, because um, you're one single consciousness that was singled out. Yeah. And you get uploaded into the mech, right? You get separated from everybody else that's in the cloud. And that's why the game, when you start, you start flying in your mech, and it you zoom towards your starting planet. planet. And that's why the game says, welcome to the real world. Because you've never been in the real world before. Because you're just from online. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like 2021. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. I need to. I need to get back to Dyson Sphere program because that's coming out soon, right? Like, I mean, later this year. I think it's just technically come. I'm not sure actually. I know there's a big, big patch yeah. in like eight days on the 22nd yeah. of January, but. Mm. I loved this game, and it was it was up there Same. on my list. Like in my top three, it was up there. Mm. No, I I played it when it came out last year on in January. Mm-hmm. And I I sunk seventy six hours into the game, like in one playthrough. I've got ninety four. <laughs> I didn't uh-huh. realize I played that much. It was so good. Mm. I really hope this game brings multiplayer. I don't know wow, if they plan that to, would be insane, but yeah. At least just like two person license fee would be awesome. It really would be. Yeah. My issue with it was that. So with my simulation sickness, when you walk on the planet, you see that it's a globe and you see the background passing by. And that made me so sick. So I had to zoom in a lot, but then you just don't see everything. Yeah. It was a bit frustrating and I hardly played it all. For me, it had the Super Mario Galaxy problem. That's which is how I think of it in my head, which is that issue, the like spherical world walking around it. I I can't play Animal Crossing for the same reason. I can't even watch streams of Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I look at gameplay and it just it makes me feel dizzy. But um I have so much respect for like that game's 
scale and kind of insane scope because it's I don't know. Yeah, the it's, team it's is awesome. really small. Yeah, yeah. Weren't they weren't they just like under twenty people? Yeah, it's a super we're small five team. People when they released wow. the first version. Yeah. Reminds really me impressive. of Valheim, which was about four people. Valheim mm. was four people. Yeah, that's yeah Valheim was another one that I was considering for a top three, but m not so much for me, but because of just it, what it brought to the table. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to that in the next segment, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, so, well, since, since we're jumping around a little bit here, um, Kiri, do you want to talk a little bit about Battle Brothers? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it started with playing War Tales. I'm not going to go into that, but they're very similar. Um, water is a side axis, not quite my thing, but then I realized, hey, I have Battle Brothers and it's also an open world RPG and you basically do the same thing. You run around, you have a company of people, um, you quest, you fight turn-based battles um, and taking a game from your backlog is always a good idea. So I thought, yeah, let's try that. And I'm so happy I did. So it's been sitting in my library for about a year, collecting dust. Uh, I finally dusted it off and it's so much fun. It's very complex and difficult and challenging. Um, but since it's my first playthrough still after, I don't know, almost 30 hours, I think, I just do something for science. Like I make a heart save and then I'll say, okay, there are some ruins. I have no idea what's going to happen. Let's go in there. Then I realize that's a bit too difficult for me and I reload again. But no, it's su super, super fun. I'm enjoying it a lot in my community too. Yeah, I did the same thing actually as Kiri. Um, that's what I played like in the in the Christmas and like in the period between Christmas and New Year's and a little bit after New Year's. I I also jumped into uh, Battle Brothers uh, for the first time because people were exact same thing thing like if you're playing War Tales, you've been really enjoying it. Go try this game out, and um, yeah, it's great. Though I I think I made the mistake playing Battle Brothers. Um, not like that, like you said, where you make a hot save, you test out. Um, I basically did not... I did what you did with the War Tales, where I did not reload at all. Oof. Any oh, no. decisions. So I got... Like, I lost my first group after, like, 18 hours of playing with them, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I did another run, but we got... Uh, Battle Brothers, super hard RNG, like we just got super wrecked, and then we we won the fight, we were hurt, couldn't heal, go to a town, no meds, go to the next town, no meds, go to the next town, try to go there, get ambushed by 12, 13 berserkers, and That's <laughs> then I just, um, I retired that group for the achievement because they would have died anyway. That's yeah. like also kind of awesome though, right? Like just as, like. As a story, yes. Yeah, as, as a story game, like uh, as, as like a self-generated story, you know, like calling back to earlier in the episode, it's like me getting hit by the car in Zomboid. It's like, it, it's, it, it's. It's it's that it's that emergent narrative which that game is capable of telling now, yep. which is what I think makes it so powerful, right? Um, exactly. I played a very small amount of Battle Brothers a long time ago when it first went into early access because it also was an early access game, and I had the exact same problem that I have with War Tales now, where it's like, this is an awesome intro, and I still unironically listen to the music. Um, 
like just on YouTube while I'm editing. Oh, the music, the music is, is so good. It's yes. like perfect. Mm. It's beautiful. I love that music. Um, it's like the perfect combination of RimWorld and Game of Thrones. I love it. Um, but it, I, it, I, I, I listen. I, I, I watch streams of it frequently, and it's been on my need to play that again list for forever. So maybe I don't know. I've got a lot of big games I need to play this year. Maybe I'll poke that at some <laughs> point. It's definitely really good. I, I played a lot of Battle Brothers as well. For me, the difference between Battle Brothers and War Tales is RNG. Like RNG is such a big thing. When you when you get further and get deeper into the game of Battle Brothers, the level of RNG is massive. Insane, like could, yeah. When you get mm-hmm. into a random battle, it could be really small or you can get completely wrecked. And then even if you only have a 10% chance to miss, you can get XCOMed and just miss all of your hits in a round. And yeah. then you just die. So if you play mm-hmm. Iron Man mode, that's so painful. It's oh yeah, so painful, Iron Man mode, yeah. that, that sucks. Yeah. I did that mistake as well that, that you did, FG. Like just thinking, yeah. this game is easy. I'm going to ramp it up to the hardest difficulty immediately and play it on Iron Man. Yes, and... yeah, I didn't do hardest difficulty, but I did I did my last group. I did Iron Man, but I had to retire them. There was no saving and I had like mm. 700 crowns. So I could, I, I, I literally had to retire all but two people out of a group of like nine. It, yeah, it was just because the more you play it and the more quests you do, the more renown you gain, you oh, know, because there's, yeah, because they're scaling, right? So yeah. like it was just unwinnable at that point. Yeah. yeah but I definitely to get back. To like get back on top of it, then, then you could lose yeah, one fight, but you still win, but you know, you've lost hard enough that. This yeah. is not going to end well. This is, yeah, people are going to make it. They're going to survive and they're going to retire from their mercenary life. But their life is not going to be nice. Yeah. And uh, that's basically, I don't know if you if you have ever like gotten the ending screen. But yeah, you're, after that happens, if you have to retire a company because of that, the ending is not happy. <laughs> I actually, actually haven't seen that yet. It's not happy. <laughs> I, I will say that Battle Brothers is one of my favorite games to watch. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, um, friend of the show, no- Northern Quarter, is somebody who I've spent uh, countless hours late at night just watching him slowly fall down into the depths of madness. Just everybody, <laughs> one by one, losing an arm. This person gets maimed. You're done. Okay, let's just... <laughs> sadness, but... <laughs> entertaining sadness, right? And I, I, I yeah. think that, like... I am of the opinion that games can be fun without you seeing even any of the content. And if if a game is hard, if a hard game can like balance the pain with and make that pain into replayability because you want to tell another funky story, I think that that stuff's real fun. Yep. Um, yeah. I got, definitely I got, makes for a good story. I got a really short one to cram in here uh, right after Battle Brothers. Um, which I bought on Impulse, if I can do that real quick. Oh, absolutely, um, go for no. it. So there, there's this <laughs> there's this game, um, or there's this developer, actually, I, sh- I should back up. There's a developer named Walter Machado. I'm not actually sure how to say his last name. It's M-A-C-H-A-D-O. Um, and they've been making games on Steam for a number of years now. Um, and I'm terrible at all of them. They're... Very cheap. They're usually around a dollar or to five dollars tops, and they're usually games that you can, if you're good, finish in a couple of minutes. But you never will because you're not good. 
you're terrible at video games. Um, and basically what he makes is he makes really, 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 really finely tuned top-down shooters or arcade games with a very specific kind of cyber horror fleshy, almost like alien aesthetic, like kind of... Uh, like just gr grimdark horror sci-fi aesthetics. And I, I love the look of them. I love the music. So I, I almost always buy them on impulse and play them for a couple hours. And he put one out the other day called Quicker Flack. Um, and it's a game that can be finished in 60 seconds. And if you talk about achievements, you get all of the achievements if you finish the game in 60 seconds. It's semi-random maps um, in a kind of hex grid. Um, and it's a top-down twin-stick shooter. It, it has, like, you use WAS to move, or uh, controller if you want to use that, and mouse to shoot. Left but left click is left gun, right click is right gun, and they're both, like, flat cannon shotguns, basically. So you're a guy dual slinging shotguns, and you have to take out these enemies. Everything dies in one hit. It's extremely fast. There's screen shake. The game doesn't even have an options menu, because that's just how he makes his games. It's like, you... Press space and you're in the game. That's it. Um, music's really loud and you can't turn it down. But I've put like an hour into it. And I've gotten 60% uh, of the way through. Uh, it's spamming left right mouse button as fast as you can to get to the teleporter to get to the next screen. Um, I just wanted to shout out because I'm really enjoying it. I'm never going to stream it. But it's a fascinating aesthetic for a video game with an excellent atmosphere. So... I just looked at it. It looks insane. It reminds me it's... a lot about like older Flash games that had this same kind of thing, where it was actually a small game, like on Armor Games, for example, where you had like a small mm -hmm. tank and the exact same concept, just this is better made. Yeah. And it's a dollar, right? Like, so it's, it's very much yeah. like impulse buy, right? I mean, like, I'll, I'll read the developer's description for it itself, which is just Quicker Flack is an experimental, fast-paced, time attack, top-down, combat, retro, hardcore minigame that can be finished in a minute. That's have it. you finished it yet? No. I've made it 60% of the way through, which is why I have 60% of the achievements. Right. <laughs> Wait, so. how many achievements are there? Uh, what, uh, nine? Oh. Rank S is to finish it in less than 80 seconds. Mental. So, And apparently 5% of the people who own it have finished it in less than 80 seconds. It's, it's neat. It's a neat thing. It does have screen shake every time you hit the, the button, so just warning for that. Ooh. Um, it's not Ooh, major yeah, nope. screen shake, but not there for is me, screen then. shake. Uh, the screen like vibrates, but... Mm. Um, so keep that in mind. And there's no way to disable it. The game doesn't have an options menu. <laughs> um, but neat little game. So uh, I think that's what we've been playing. So we're, we're going to take a, another quick break here. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, our top games and our biggest disappointments of last year. And, uh, and we'll kind of wrap this show up. So let's go on break. Hi, hi. I am Suey. I'm not in the current episode that you are watching at the moment, but I would just like to say check out my stream. I play a large variety of games, mostly like indie wholesome games that are super fun. So yeah, if you'd like to check that out, make sure you do so. Anyway. Back to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back. I hope that you enjoyed the break. Uh, this is, of course, the Halcyon Frequency podcast where we talk about uh, video games and things. Um, so 
this segment is a little bit in flux right now. Uh, this is the first ever official episode of the podcast, of course, but th- this, ep- this, se- this segment's a little bit in flux. So this is probably going to end up being that audience interaction segment that we mentioned in the future or news, depending on, on if we're discussing news that week. Um, so once again, uh, check the discord right now and look for that podcast questions section. Go drop a question in there for us to, to answer on the next one. But uh, for this one, what we were doing is we're going to kind of look back on last year and talk about the favorite games we played last year. Not necessarily that came out last year, ideally that came out last year, but favorite games that we played last year. We're also going to talk about uh, some disappointments and uh, a few games that we are looking forward to in 2022. Um, so uh, let, let's just um, kind of, well, I mean, I'll, I'll just I'll just jump off with one real quick if you guys don't mind. I just want to say unpacking was really good. I really liked unpacking. Yeah, that was fun, short, but a good experience. I I think the the main reason I really liked unpacking was its ability to kind of tell a story, but it's you telling the story in the game. You'll notice this is a theme in things that I like in games. Any games that like let me kind of come up with a narrative about a thing and kind of like put my own feelings on things. I, I I'm very I'm very fond of. I saw that game and I thought. Nah, I'm okay. I don't need to play with like a like a, a the thing you played with as a kid, right? Like you had a, like a toy and you had like a house for the person and all the things and you put them in. Yeah, that, that was what I was thinking of when I saw unpacking. Well, yeah. that's kind of what you start because you fall. Basically, it's a I don't know. Is it five, six apartments of a story of a, of a person and like it's the places they moved to throughout their life and they're like. You know, you you keep unpacking your oh. stuff after a move. So it's it's not kids. It's not a doll, dollhouse. It tells like the story. Just it tells the story of the main character just through their items, and how they decorate their places and whatnot. It's really cleverly done. It's um, it's a game that I wish I had played, but I didn't because the price tag. I is... played it on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the I, price tag for for three hours was very rough. Probably somewhat deserved. Because um, I don't know if y'all know, but they uh, I don't know. They've recorded tens of thousands of different audio cues for the game. Because depending on where you put something on a surface, it makes a different sound. Like depending on what item it is and what surface it is, and depending on where you put it on the surface, for surface it makes a different sound. Like it's the, the, the audio system in that game is nuts. For what it's worth, I gifted it to my little sister for Christmas. And she has played it about six times since she got it. So it, it does have some replayability if you just like organizing. Um, or she has enough hours in it to have played it six times. And she mm. said she's played it more than once. Um, and like there, there is enough variety in the way you put things together that... You can just play it as like a house organizing simulator if you really want to. Um, I mean, we we don't need to talk about unpacking for too too long, but uh, that's 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 one that I'm quite fond of. Jess, did you did you want to throw out one of your one of your favorite games of last year? Well, I wanted to talk about unpacking actually. Okay, go nuts then. <laughs> and and how I wanted to play it, but I was actually unpacking myself at the time, and so I couldn't play a sim about unpacking while I was also moving and unpacking, and it was just it was too much. But now I I really want to go back and. Check it out. I've just heard so many good things about it. It's 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 fun. You you can detect a bad boyfriend from a mile away. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ominous. Um, Very ominous. <laughs> yeah, now I'm just uh, confused. <laughs> there it's, is story it's, to it's it. It's so game. good. It's neat. It's neat. It's an interesting little video game. But, um, it's definitely very unique, I think. Yeah. I think so. So, Jess, did, did, did you want to select a favorite game from last year? or? Yeah, it was a really... It was a hard pick for me because I, I liked so many things and there were there were so many little puzzle games that came out that I really enjoyed. But as far as like my top game, I think would be Potioncraft. And it kind of because it, it came out of nowhere and I didn't think I would like it half as much as I did. <laughs> and I, just, I had so much fun with it. I, I played so much of it and I, I felt like it was such a good balance between puzzle and simulator. And it had all these sound effects that really tickled my brain. And it was very spatial and unique to other crafting mm. games that I've tried. And I really like the fact that it's early access because I think as a foundation of a game, it's really promising. If it had, if Potioncraft had released as a full game, I would have been like, nah, <laughs> it's not very good. It's super limited, but I feel like it, there's so much more they can do with it, and the roadmap looks great. Yeah, I'm excited for, for when that comes out. I, I don't think I'll touch it again before it comes out, but it's no, definitely going to... <laughs> yeah, I'd see, I didn't even... I, I think I stopped at... Uh, um, not the first part that you make, but the second part of the Philosopher's Stone. Because um, I was like, okay... I'll, I'll play this game again when it comes out fully and then I'll do everything and wait and be patient. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. They're adding more mm. reagents and everything to it and it's just going to be so much more in-depth, I believe. Mm. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting. I don't know when it's coming. Yeah, I have I don't fun think... with it too. I was Sorry. just gonna say I don't think it has a release date yet, right? As far as I know. Um, I know I very little not. about you... this one, so it's lost on me. So you checking the roadmap right now? Mm. <laughs> so what do you do in the game other than obviously crafting potions? Are you like crafting potions to some heroes, like selling it in a shop, kind of like yeah, so kind you're... of thing, or you are a shopkeeper, you're like an alchemist in a shop. And people come to you and they want potions and you just have to craft the potions for them. And so what's really neat about it is the way that you go about crafting it. It's you, you have to have your ingredients, you have to add them into the cauldron and like actually like point and click and mix things. But then the actual map where you are making your or putting your reagents together, it's just it's so spatial. And you kind of it's like a grid system, sort of. I can't really describe it without showing you. It's so cool. I, it's like, I don't know. I love it. I just like that it looks like a painting at all times. Yeah, just, I like it, that too. It looks too. like art. Yeah, the art is amazing. Visual. So like the, the crafting the potions is almost like a mini puzzle game because you, depending on how, because you, so you have, it's very visual because you have a map and you need to get from one point on the map to the other point and you need to land ideally perfectly on where you need to be and each ingredient moves you in a certain way and you can't just go straight because there's un like there's blockable 
bits on the map and there's like bits that will reset you and your entire progress so you have to kind of go around and then there's there's right now there's only stirring and then the, the, like they're stirring which is mostly forwards you can crush the ingredients they make them last longer you can put in water but that's going to get more complicated in the future and it's just it's a really clever way of doing um uh the puzzle game like a puzzle game is so good yeah you said that much more eloquently than i was trying to describe it but yeah it's it's so well done yeah e evil trick would you like to talk about one of your favorite games from last year i'm good yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, fine then. FG, would you like to talk about one of your favorite games? Of sure, oh. yeah. Um, yeah, why not? No, no, go ahead, Trick. Go. And I don't want to. Okay, yeah. Um, so I, I think one thing that has to be mentioned, just, I'm just going to go this, but say this straight off the gate. Um, it needs to be said Final Fantasy XIV and Walker, just to please the audience as well. Just an amazing game. By far, my favorite game in the, in the last year here. Because there's just been there's been so many bad games. There's been so many games releases. There's been so many during COVID. But Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker was just good. I personally just got to that expansion literally a week before it released, and uh, it's just good. If you like a good story, you like a good RPG. It's just it's like a hundred and twenty hours of just reading. But game is it good. Like, it brings in everything you want and just more. I had to translate 50% of it to my Danish friends while playing it. But just an awesome game. Like, really well-made RPG where you can feel that the devs actually care about their audience and the time they put into it. And it's just, it is super rewarding in that way. So, though I haven't played it much after getting to that max level, I've completely enjoyed the story. That was... By far, my favorite game moment of 2021. While I didn't even stream it, it was just my guilty pleasure, enjoying alone. Awesome. Yeah, I, I wish I could get into Final Fantasy XIV. I don't, I I don't know play if, it, Final Fantasy. if it's the art style or I don't know. Like, yeah. it's just, I, I there's need something... Bella and Sui here. They're like uber nerds yeah, for that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll get the three of you on an episode at some point. Yeah, here. I'll just sit here and you guys can just talk about Final Fantasy and I'll just be like, I'm here, I think. I, just, <laughs> the music of that game is the best music I've heard in any game almost ever. And I'm a diehard Zelda fan. Like, it is so good. They need to press more of those uh, record collections so I can buy one. Oh, there's a record collection They're, for Final Fantasy? They, they, they did a... Um, uh, a limited edition Final Fantasy uh, symphonic rendition for just the MMO. And it was very limited and was hard to buy. And now it's very expensive. So, but uh, yeah, music's good. There's the bazillion things I would say about that game. Um, but basically, it's good. It's rewarding. It's good music. <laughs> it looks pretty. And the community is awesome. Like, it's, it's actually fun meeting new people online, which is. In a lot of more competitive games, a little bit more of a, yeah, no, thank you. I'll just do this quest myself or with my community. Awesome. Mm. FG, is there is there any game that you would like to to bring up and chat about? So just like to, at, at the start, like 
I had in 2020 is when I pivoted my content to like full-on variety streaming. So I went from like streaming mostly one game or one genre to just basically kind of just doing whatever. And um, I had a, a whole bunch of games. Like I don't like ranking games because games affect me in different ways and that's what makes them great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a whole bunch that in 2020 like really 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 blew me away and i have to say in 2021 i didn't really have that it's not like i didn't play great games but there was nothing where it was like holy crap this is insane amazing but um nevertheless uh i think one of my favorite rpg experiences actually uh, in 2021 was um days gone which i know theoretically came up before but that's when the pc release came out um which is a uh zombie open world rpg and um it's just really fun to move through the world fighting the zombies is actually terrifying um because they have this horde mechanic in the game where you just have like this giant horde of zombies just storming at you. Feel free to mute me, Jess, until I'm done. <laughs> so you don't have to hear about the zombies. I, I'm looking at the game right now. <laughs> Sony Sony did that one dirty with their original release because they that did, game released yeah. in the same window as Last of Us 2, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah. No, Last of Us um, 1, not 2. Was it... Oh, you mean, or do you mean on PC? Like when it came Days out Gone on PC. really come out that long ago? On, on... Because I thought I that, that came out in the same window. I'm pretty sure that came out like a year and a half ago, two years ago. It, it, it was like announced and talked about for a really long time. But they, it, regardless, it, it released in, a, in the same window with another major zombie game. I yeah. can't remember what it was. And it just got completely stomped. And I feel so bad because that was that studio's first like major, major release. It was such um, a passion project. Yeah. But yeah. it's been, the funny thing is like, especially now with the PC release, which was kind of a little bit sort of, not hush hush necessarily, but it was kind of like, so more of an afterthought, but it's yeah. done so well on PC like it's just really 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 well and it's just a really fun zombie game like it's i don't know it's i had a really good time with it and i really enjoyed it and really enjoyed the stories i i i haven't 100 percented it in terms of achievements yet because there are some really bonkers achievements in that but like i did all the story stuff and like just driving around the locations and like picking up stuff and like exploring the world and being like actually terrified of like going like inside caves because that's where like all the zombies like the zombie hordes like you know that's where they hibernate during the during the day before they come out at night where they wander around and um as soon as you make like the tiniest noise they all wake up and they just storm at you and it's terrifying but just so good (laughs) so yeah no that was definitely mine and i didn't even stream it just like you like i just that was just something i played off stream and i had a really 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 good time with it Carrie, well, is there any game that you'd like to talk about specifically? Absolutely. So I'm not going to rank them because I also don't do that. But Darkest Dungeon 2 was definitely a really, really good game that I enjoyed. It only came out as an early access game, so it's not finished. Only the first act is available. But I was so hyped about it. Like That was definitely my most anticipated game last year. And it's just amazing. It's the Darkest Dungeon, 
just better and different. It's a it's a roguelike now, but super cool. I had so much fun with this. Uh, Wayne June is the narrator again, which gives so much. Um, I don't know, like this feeling of Dark Dungeon. This it's just back. It's all gritty and dark, and you're gonna die, but you're also gonna enjoy it, which is weird. Um, it sounds amazing, and there's new enemies and new bosses, and a really cool story. So that was that was a highlight. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one being done. Yeah, same. Oh yeah, absolutely. Same. That's when I'll touch it. Yeah, I agree. I loved it. I was I like really, pretty. Yeah. I was like meh about Darkest Dungeon one, but crazy about Darkest Dungeon two. I cannot wait. I really enjoyed it. I had a really really good time. Until I won my first like run of what you can win right now, which is get to the mountain. And then I was like, okay, now I'm going to put this game away. And I'm not going to touch it until it's complete. So I actually have like, because at that point, the struggle was sort of over for me. Because yeah, I know I try another run. I might die, I might win, but there's only unlocks to do. Like the goal was got and I need more goals in that game. And then, then yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait on that one for now. I get that, but since you could also unlock new heroes and then the story of each hero, which I find is like absolutely amazing because you only get certain parts, like it's every character has like, I don't know, five chapters or something. So you need to play so, so many times to get to those points actually, because you might just miss the, the story location if you do a run. So, so I think that makes it super replayable, at least for me. Yeah. I did not care about the characters in it that much. I have to that's say. something that's really cool, like as a concept, to like give a form of replayability. Personally, it's something that I would never go back for. Then if I reach the end, I'm just like, okay, I guess I'll just YouTube it or Google it what happened to this person. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. For for me, I uh, unpopular opinion, didn't like Darkest Dungeon at all. Um, I loved the atmosphere, the art, and the narration. Um, also, same narrator does a lot of audiobooks. Just saying. Yeah. Um, so I I loved those aspects of it, but I didn't like the gameplay. I mean, Darkest Dungeon One is a it's actually a trick. It's not what it looks like. It it's not actually a Western uh, RPG style game. It's actually a Japanese dungeon crawler with a Cthulhu skin, um, or a Grimdark skin. Um, so I've played Japanese dungeon crawlers. And it just really made me want to go play a train odyssey <laughs> and like not in a good way like um it removed a lot of mechanics that i liked i'm, I'm talking about the first darkest dungeon it, it removed a lot of mechanics that i liked from those styles of games but and added in mechanics that i didn't want and the combat didn't grab me and i just i played it in the initial early access and i for about five hours and didn't like it and then i played it on release for another five hours and i didn't like it um and I'm really curious to see what they do with a more run-based structure um, because, like, at first one, it was just a grind and not in a fun way. And this one, um, I'm just, I'm curious if they can make a, if, if Red Hook Studios can make a game removing the grind and just making it about doing runs through interesting content, if they can do that, that might grab me because it's a different format of game instead of a, a Japanese-style dungeon crawler, more of a, a run-based thing. I think that might be interesting. So yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to 1.0, and I'll try it then. 
But since we've kind of come full circle here, I'm just going to list off my two runners up for the year. These aren't really in any particular order. I kind of, I I did unpacking first because um, unpacking was, uh, I guess, the standout unique experience from the year. Uh, These other two games are games I I will be playing indefinitely for a long time. Um, the, The first runner up is Jupiter Hell, which I've been playing since the initial early access release, almost every patch. Um, I love that game. Like it's, it's probably one of my favorite modern roguelikes, just period. Um, it's, I, I, I honestly don't know how anybody else here feels about that game, but like, it's just, it's brutally difficult. It's everything that I like. It's replayable. It's tactical. The soundtrack is a banger and I just, I, I love that game. So it is so difficult. I played it a bit because you recommended it. And it's really good, but also it's scary. And I know for me, every game can be scary, but you walk and the enemy walks, right? So, and and it's all dark and then you just go around a corner. I I love my corners and there's suddenly enemy. So, but a good game. You don't like the surprise big demon Belzebub kind of thing suddenly just standing in your face? No, it's, no, I don't. Like, mean, see, that's why when you go around a corner, you don't go, you don't stay at the corner. You like go at an angle further it back. It would and... still startle me. <laughs> yeah, that game was good though, like Jupiter Hill. I've actually only played it once, and I made it to the boss, but I ran out of ammo getting to the boss. But that that game is really fun. Like the the game, it seems like a really simple game, but the gameplay is just it's really well formatted. Like, the type of guns you can get and upgrades and bonuses and is it like relics or something blind? Like, it's just, it's a really cool yep. combination of randomness that can just boost you to a new level. They're, they're, they've added grenade launchers since you last played and also there's a big patch which is redoing the whole first zone in like a month. So, excite. But I, would, I would kill myself with a grenade launcher. That would go wrong <laughs> 100% guaranteed. There, there, there's ways to make sure that you have 100% explosion splash damage resistance. But um, my, my other runner-up for the year, uh, which I'm just going to mention here really quickly, I'm pretty sure I'm the only person here who's played this one, so I can do this one real fast, is Conquest of Elysium um, 5. Uh, so Conquest of Elysium uh, looks like it came out in 1997, uh, is made by developers who are still programming like it's 1997, um, and it's not designed to sell. It's designed because they wanted to make it, um, which is my favorite kind of game. So if you're unfamiliar with Conquest of Elysium, it pitches itself as a 4X. Um, it's single-player, multiplayer, um, and it's just you set up who you want to fight against, and you go, you generate to a map, and you play. Um, there's no construction. You don't build things. Uh, it's all a, It's essentially a giant board game that all of the dice rolls are done for you. Um Every faction, there's 20 plus of them. They all play differently, have different powers, complete new unit sets. Um, There's only one map from the looks of things when you start out, but then you realize that there's actually these different regions and there's a lot of them and I haven't seen half of them. Like there's the clouds, the sky, heavens, interdimensional travel. Um, You can go to Hades and beat up Satan. Um, You can play a, a necromancer Pope and like release hell spawn and then the witches make the locusts come out and then the locusts invade hell and come back as demon locusts it's i that's fun it and makes no sense but i love it yeah it's mul- simultaneous multiplayer co-op or pvp what do you want <laughs> Ooh, 
RTS Monday. It, it's not an RTS, but... <laughs> but it, it'll count. It's like strategy-ish. It's, it, it's fine. It, like, we can cram you can it watch your, You can watch your lo your kind of low-resolution JPEG smack against the, against the enemy low-resolution JPEGs, and it's very satisfying. Oh, I love that in a Monday evening. That's like the <laughs> best. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's not a particular... Like, it's a complicated game, but it's not a particularly hard game if you set it up right, and it's just very much like sit back and sip my tea and watch my, my dragon eat bandits <laughs> okay it's, it's actually a lot like the game i played recently saints of salsar mm -hmm. actually a lot like that game only without going into detail so uh Je jess would you like to to rattle off your, your other two <sighs> i'm 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 having such a hard time with like number three but i do know for certain like Picking a favorite, like, I, I hate trying to pick favorites, but no games that, like, another one that really stood out to me was Siege Survival, Gloria Victus. It was also a game that I wasn't really anticipating, and then it just, like, kind of showed up one day. And I find it, I found it really compelling. And uh -huh. so this was more of a immersive survival sim, where you had to... Um, like manage your resources during the day cycle and prepare things for an army. And then at night you had to go out and be all stealthy sneaky, which I, I love, by the way, stealthy sneaky games. And so both phases really kept you on your toes as the player. And there's something, something about that, like the induced stress made me feel so, I guess, invested. I felt so invested in my characters, so invested in the playthrough. And it did come out as a full release. And so one thing that I have I took issue with was that the replayability was somewhat arguably limited. Although there were other scenarios that came with it that I didn't try. I just, I don't know, that game just, I wasn't expecting it. Same with Potion Craft. <laughs> and just, I tried them and just, wow, I like this. Unexpected can be good though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to say, I almost completely forgot about Siege Survival now that you I mentioned too. it. And I was going through my library and it was like, whoa, I should play that one again. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my, my biggest issue with Siege Survival is that it, it came out as full release, but it wasn't. It was actually early access because since then they've added more characters and more maps. Like, I don't... I don't know if it's fair to say that it was early access, but what you can say, what what I would say is like it, it came out as a full release and just didn't feel satisfactory at that release. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't feature complete. No, it didn't feel feature complete because okay, yeah. so the way like it should have been delayed. You, yeah, like it just, I don't know. Like you could, you could do the starting scenario, and then you could do the same scenario again on the same map, but differently set up with different other things. Like, sort of how you can do it in this War of Mine if you've played it, but you have different starting characters which change your dynamic a little bit and that sort of stuff. Um, yes, yeah, so when I played, there was only one map. And yeah. so that, that was what Same. detracted it, or um, was a detraction for me, was yeah. that you, you could start and do things a little bit differently and you can encounter different characters and build different types of parties, but after that, it was, you sort of hit it was mm. over and so that's why I, I never picked it back up again but just it was i guess really fun. i know they have a desert map now mm. which i also haven't played yet 
because I, I felt the same, like I played it. I think I played it twice, uh, but no, that was that. I did the same, <laughs> but I fell through on the second playthrough because it felt too predictable to me. Like the map was really cool mm. and the sneaking was awesome, but everything else just felt like, yeah, I can already see a pattern what to do here and what to get first and then what how to survive this. Like there wasn't enough, maybe it's the map thing, but once you knew it, it was kind of like simple, but a really good one-time playthrough experience for me as well. It was super fun. Well, you should have played it on Kiri difficulty then. <laughs> because <laughs> there was this event, like the research management part during the day where you bring food and, and weapons to the soldiers. Um, you get this dialogue option where it says everybody, I don't know, not was hungry because you fed them, but you know, they, they were something. And then uh, the developer actually told me that if you feed them more than they need, they get stronger. Oh, oh. I didn't know. Same. That was just not intuitive. So I always gave them just enough so that they were happy. But apparently if you give them more food, which I had, I just didn't give them more food, then it would have been easier. You have to make them oh. all plump and roly-poly and ready to go. Well, looking, yeah, looking, looking at their Steam page, they haven't had an update since July, and there's only the second map so far. There's only the desert map, but apparently they did add um, dynamic events, so they make the playthroughs a little bit more, you know, set them apart more because they have dynamic events based on what choices you have, and you just don't get the same things over and over again. So, might be worth a revisit, check out the desert map, I suppose. Yeah, Something maybe. I would love in that game, if it had that that commando kind of like playstyle where you could also assassinate guards more when you were sneaking. Like that I mean, would have been could. awesome. I mean, you could. You just want to spec into ninjas battle, is what but, you're saying. But yeah. But it was difficult, yeah. There was just so yeah. many times sitting in a bush and I'm just like, oh, please, Get please the assassin assassinate this guard. <laughs> I've got a different game for you. It's actually not on my list, but it was really, really good. Um... Uh, uh, what's it? Shadow Tactics, yeah. Blaze of the Shogun, yeah. Ico's Choice. Yeah, that's Shadow the, Tactics. The, the next one. Shadow that was my first fantastic. proper stealth game, and it was so cool because you hide just everywhere and assassinate everybody. Yes, it's so much fun. <laughs> I don't know that, many that... games in that genre, but like the Commando game I mentioned was also like that. I, I grew up with that, and yeah. it was just cool. And sometimes you reprocess the same scene multiple times because. A dude turns around when you kill someone else or something, and then you have to like have a character ready to fight that person or do something. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, a combo that's good. game. Yeah, yeah. I, I played the I played Blades of the Shogun off stream ages ago, and I paid for it. It was a great game. I I enjoyed that. I might actually play that expansion at some point that Kiri mentioned. But Jess, you also have a uh, Darkest Dungeon two on your list. Is there anything else you want to say about that? Since we already kind of talked about it. Not really. I think I think we pretty much covered it. I Darkest Dungeon was kind of a tie for me with um, uh, Dyson Sphere as well. Mm, the other game that we mm. talked about. Yeah, we already talked about that one too. So, <laughs> I mean, it's worth noting that it's also on your list. So, is there anything specifically you like about Darkest Dungeon too that we haven't mentioned? Um, the thing that. The thing that really stood out to me was that I, the difference in playstyle, that it's less grindy and a little bit more roguelike, as mentioned, 
is that I'm somehow both less attached and more attached to my characters in a playthrough because you can lose them, but it's not like you, you just didn't spend hours leveling them up for them to die and then you rage quit. You lose them and that specific character is just lost for the run, which makes you invested in them for that reason, for that utility, but not because of the grind. And so I just found that kind of player to character relationship much better balanced. Interesting. Evil Trick, you got two runners up. I do. And they're pretty good. And they're slightly unique. And um, they're definitely very different. One of them, probably if, if I had to rank it, even though they're all different games, all the games on my list, it's uh, Until We Die. It's, um, I'm not even sure how to describe this game. Like, it's a side-scroller where it's wave-based and you got to survive and you're like in a Russian metro in a post-apocalyptic world and there's like monsters and you got to like slowly expand to each side and run to each side every single time you got to defend. And it's a strangely simple game, but I don't know. I think it's the, the game of masochist inside of me that just kind of mm. like the, the hard difficulty of it because... Having to actually defeat the game on the harder difficulties, you really gotta make a plan and not lose a person when you can't allow to lose them. And then look at your time and be like, oh, dang it, I got 15 seconds and then I gotta run to the left side no matter what. Combined with the atmosphere, the guns, the combat, and specifically the strategical element of that game, it was just really, really cool and a really cool experience. No matter the difficulty, honestly. But if you wanted that little bit more, I don't know, hardcore experience of getting, having to restart if you just lose one person, then it's also really, really good. Like, such a cool game experience. And I think some of you have played it as well. I'm not sure. Yep, I played it, yep. Oh. I've I also it. played it, but I had yep, issues with simulation sickness once again. Yeah, the screen does, like, drag back and forth real quickly sometimes as well and shaking. Yeah. But I, I liked it. But it so Kiri liked it and FG started Sorry, talking. G. Go. <laughs> yeah. No 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 it's fine. No, it's fine. Do you have anything else to add before I go? Just that I think it it would have been an amazing game. Well it, it probably is, but I, I couldn't play it as much. So I'm, I was very sad that I couldn't. Gotcha. Um, I have to agree with Trick. I really enjoyed it as well. I played it through on normal and I tried hard <clears throat> for quite a while, like beating my brain against it, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Cause as Trick said, like, if you're not doing it perfectly, then you got to start over basically, um, which can be really fun. Um, also early access, also not finished and very slow. Yada, yada. <laughs> Very oh, yeah, slow development. Right. It's not even done. There's more. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's yes. so many more. There's so many more maps planned, but um, they're really unfortunately dragging their feet. Like they they originally announced the new map for like September, October. Still not out. Pandemic wrecks people's uh, ability to predict how time's gonna go. Yeah, I don't know, you know. but yeah, I enjoyed it too though, because it is it is. Um, very good. Also, also a good description is um, Kingdom meets Metro. Yes, basically. exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. And the simple so thing, the, I, the thing I really like about Onslow Die is it's 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 so simple in a way. It, it reminds me yet again of almost an old Flash player game because there was mm. a lot of those type of games back in the day as well. And uh, it was just it was a cool experience and an easy and simple experience, just like my next game, which is Tainted Grail, which is a very 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 undervalued game. It's a oh so good. It it really is. It's it's a the typical run of the mill card game, roguelike, going up a tower kind of thing. But everything in the game is good. There's way more paths to take, way more builds. Literally every single line is voice acted by some genius voice actors. The story is actually good. There's some mysteries to find. There's hidden achievements. And uh, no run really feels like the same run. And then, of course, there's Danish awesome music in it. That kind of boosts it a little bit as well. <laughs> some Viking music. But Tainted Grail, definitely like my number two of the year. Even though I haven't played it that much, such a good game. Yep, yep. And there's another one coming out. That's just their mini game. The Tainted Grail Conquest is um, an offshoot of the actual Tainted Grail game, which is based on the board game, which is coming out later. So this they basically, they only came out with Tainted Grail Conquest because they made this as part of their main game. They were like... Oh no! This should be a full game. Like this should be its own game. So they just made it. It's really cool. Can't wait That's to see. That's actually really neat. I didn't know that. Yeah, can't wait to see what comes out of that next. So, Same. FG, would would you like to to talk about your your other two favorite games of last year? Yeah, sure. Um, so, <laughs> going with a zombie theme, <laughs> I originally played this game, and the game is um, The Last Stand Aftermath. I originally played it during one of the many, many Steam Next Fests where, you know, where they just had loads and loads of demos, demos out for you to test. And it's a, a zombie survival rogue light. And basically you are a... Um, so this is set in the Last Stand universe, which has, you know, older games set in it, old Flash games that people may have played. Which uh, I played those... this past year for fun. Yeah, yeah, they're all on Steam now as well. Exactly, and Ten basically, bucks for the collection. yeah, the last stand has happened. Um, you are infected. You you will turn into a zombie. There's no doubt about it. Um, and uh, it's been it's been a long, long, long time. And suddenly, people are getting infected again. You got infected. You will die. You will turn into a zombie. But you're going out into like one last supply run for your settlement because you're going to die anyway. So you might as well go out there and try and see if you can do some good before you die. And um, there's a whole bunch of story in it. Um, the story isn't the greatest. I'm going to say that right out. But the gameplay itself was just so fun because um, it's just it's just really sneaky. You can theoretically take them down in melee or shoot them. And um, you sneak around and you get like really scared when you see like the bigger zombies and then you get stronger because roguelites so there's meta progression um, and you get stronger and then um, you know you get to the next zone because there's like it's sort of like almost say the spirey um, map progression in there and then you get stronger and the enemies get stronger and then you encounter new types of enemies and it's just really really well done it's super fun um, there, it has even a, a new game plus version, like a new game plus if you want to go uh, play more of it, where it just gets more difficult. You have modifiers that just increase the difficulty of the game uh, even more so, like for your next runs and whatnot. Um, I really, really enjoyed the game. I played, I played a lot. 
Um, let's see, how much did I play of it? I played 44 hours of it, and I 100%ed uh, it in terms of achievements. I got all achievements in that game, and um, it was just so good. It's a good zombie game. Now you, it's you a do good have, zombie game, yeah. You, you do have one other runner-up here, which I think might be controversial in a minute, but uh, yeah. what, what that do be? <laughs> so uh, my other runner-up um, is War Tales, which we already kind of like mentioned today a couple of times. And um, I, I mentioned already that I also played it, um, like Kiri um, played her first attempt at Battle Brothers. And I think that really helped to shape my perception of the game. And basically, War Tales is an open world RPG. And uh, you're a roving band of not even mercenaries. Um, it's like a sandbox a RPG. Uh, like yeah. Akin to like, you know, a banner lord, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Battle Lord, or even like Battle Brothers, just that you're not necessarily mercenaries. You can be mercenaries, but um, depends what background you choose. Uh, and um, um, it's like isometric uh, view. It's um, it's just a like the one of the main differences to Battle Brothers is just it's very animated, and obviously it's early access, so it's not complete. Um, there's only three regions in the game right now. It's really pretty. It's really pretty. Yeah, has. Yeah. yeah and um it's very atmospheric the world's really well done obviously not finished there's there, there it had some glaring issues as well when it came out but i played it as like okay i'm learning this game when something really bad happens i'll just reload whatever we're learning it's fine we'll just go again and um i just had a really good time making my own story um getting like three ponies into my party to carry all my loot around that I accumulated, um, getting several wolves and pigs and then uh, making Sergeant Bacon. Uh, <laughs> one of, I didn't one of Captain Bacon. <laughs> uh, well, so I didn't do Captain Bacon because you can actually do that. You can actually make a pig the captain of your band. That was the name of the pig, though. <laughs> yeah, but that, um, that uh, crashed your game. So uh, at the time, uh, I made him one of my lieutenants, though. So uh, they got like special abilities and all that sort of stuff. I just had a really, really good time with that as well. And I can't wait to see um, uh, where more stuff, like more stuff that's going to come out. And I highly recommend for people that played it <coughs> before update number one dropped to go again. Because yeah. Yeah. I know you're talking to me now. No, no, but I, just in general, because I, I have talked to a lot of people who played it first where it was like really unforgiving uh, with the happiness in the food management. It was like, as soon as you like, don't pay your people for like one week or you like, for one rest, or you don't have food for one rest. There's like revolt and everybody just leaves. They just drop this, they just drop their stuff. And they're just like, I'm out of here. I'm goodbye. I've roamed around with you for like weeks at this point, but no, I hate this. You suck. I'm goodbye. Goodbye. And it was like super sudden. There's nothing that you could do about it, but um the whole that happiness was thing bad. has been changed now like it's actually it, balanced and actually works yeah and it's worth it as well like feeding your people and giving them money is actually worth it because you get a benefit from it as well and i don't know i just had a really good time i played so much of it and i still haven't seen everything that's in the game at this point it is pricey it is like 30 pounds which is pretty pricey for an early access game like it's a lot but i've played at least 50 hours of it if not more i think so yeah that, that was also like one of my one of the top games for me this year all right here yes 
You've got two more games on your list. Yes, I do. Uh, one of them is Humankind. I'm slightly biased, though, because I'm in this game. And <gasps> it, it is a great game on its own. Like, it's, it's a super cool strategy 4X game. Turn-based combat. It looks beautiful. The music is amazing. Gameplay is really cool. I've played so much of it. And I followed the development with the, um, what what is it? Open Devs, I think they called it. Um, but then I also got like a streamer avatar in-game so people can play against me. And that obviously shaped my perception of the game a lot because that's just really cool. Like I'm actually in the game and this person looks like me and sounds like me. So yeah, that was definitely a good one. And the other one is Age of Empires 4. Yay! I loved Age of Empires 2 growing up. It was so, so good. I didn't play much of 3. So I was very excited about the fourth one. And it's not what I expected. Like this whole campaign as a documentary thing threw me off at first, but I've grown to love it. So I played the campaigns. We played lots of games together as well as a team and then with other people. And it's just really, really cool and fun. And I love that they focus on language so much as well. It's a great game, yeah. I re I did not expect I would love it this much, and I love it. It's great. <clears throat> Honorable mention for me as well, I think. Same. Yeah. yeah. I like the documentaries. And I do yeah. like the, 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 the only I do reason like to jump from Age of Empires 2 to Age of Empires 4. Like, there's actually no Age of Empires 3. I like that. That's a cool little <laughs> gimmick they did. <laughs> the, the only reason Age of Empires wasn't on my list was because I haven't played the campaigns. Uh, I've mm. only played in multiplayer with people, um, so that might be like a bonus on my list next year. But that's kind of it for our uh, top games of the year. Um, so we're just going to quickly jump into what are some games that we were disappointed by, and then we're going to briefly talk about what we're looking forward to, and then we'll wrap this podcast up. So um, what 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 was some of your uh, biggest <clears throat> disappointment, FG? So... I, I have one one game written down here, but I also have to put um, an honorable dishonorable mention on on here as well. But first of all, let, let's talk about the game that I was disappointed by the most. Um, I, I I was not sponsored to play it, but I got early access as a streamer, so I should say that. And I actually really enjoyed the early access, um, like not early access to like early access version of the game, but like just early access. To play it early and stream it early the full game version but we could only play seven hours of the game which kind of that 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 whole thing kind of soured my perception of the game as well and the game i'm talking about is evil genius 2 and they gave a lot of streamers including me early access to play but we could only play a certain amount of it we could only so show certain things uh play to up to certain points and then after total out I was like, I, don't know, I think it was eight first, and then it was like lifted to like increased to 12 or something. I don't know. Hours, um, we'd also have to stop. And the first few hours of the game was really fun, and I really, really enjoyed it. And then the launch event was over, and normal streams resumed, and I just played more. And it just never <laughs> stopped. I'm, like, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm going to interject here and say I haven't touched this game. At all. Mm. But I watched a lot of streams of it. And it has solidified in my brain that I don't want to take part in preview programs like that. Mm. Where they limit the amount of time that you can play. Unless it's a demo mm. and it's available to everybody. 
Yeah. Um, because it just, I've, I, I feel like it's, I don't want to say it's market manipulation, but it, it, it feels like that from the behind the scenes perspective. Yeah, and it just makes me yeah. feel sticky. I don't like it. Yeah. I, yeah. I was in the same program as of G's. I was also able to play it, but within that hour restriction and I loved the first couple hours of the game. And then I set that on stream and people bought the game because of my recommendation. And then like afterwards, a couple of streams later, I realized, oh, well, that's actually not fun anymore. And then I felt no. really bad because people bought the game because I said it's good, but then yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it started off really well. And then uh, as the campaign progressed, you just had to do more and more time-gated busy work where you had because yeah. you have to do missions on the world map which you needed to take over the world they were time-gated and i don't mean like a minute or two no 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 this is hours literal hours where you just had to wait and do it send some of your minions off and then you just you just watch the time go by yep and I know. Yeah, I know. I know stuff has been fixed. Streamlight since then, um, they did it relatively early with the first couple of patches that came out, and there's been lots of patches since then. But, but you know, we're we're not talking about patches, right? We're talking about no, what no. disappointed you, right? So yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it was it was a big disappointment, yeah. and I think honestly, the the rating that it has on Steam is 100% warranted. And I have not touched that game since then. I haven't even finished my first campaign because I just it was just so tedious. It felt like it just wasn't fun. It just wasn't fun, period. So my biggest disappointment of 2021, um, before I even start talking about it, I was paid to play this game twice. Um, I streamed it more than that, and I streamed it before that, but I was paid to play it twice. And that game is Ultimate Adom. Ultimate Ancient Domains of Mystery. Um, this is one of the weirdest and saddest development stories I think I've ever heard. Um, Ultimate Adom was, or the original Adom was the biggest game in the world for one year. Uh, the shareware free version, or the free game, um, had more active downloads and players than Doom the year Doom came out. Um, so it, for a brief period of time in history, was one of the biggest games in the world. And Ultimate Adom, or there, there's been various attempts to remake Adom or make a follow-up to Adom. Um, Adom had a Kickstarter um, where they, they made a graphical tile set and they modernized it. They put it out on, on, on Steam and uh, also available on their website. Um, the original shareware game is still free, um, but you can buy uh, the fancy one for the classic game, which is still amazing, by the way. Um, but Ultimate Adon was an attempt to modernize and uh, streamline and make it accessible to people who don't play traditional roguelikes, and they failed on all, in almost every regard. The game is slow and clunky, the movement is janky and doesn't feel good, the writing is bad, um, the music is generic and repetitive and doesn't fit the game, the art style is stilted and off. Um, Balance-wise, it's a nightmare, it's boring at the beginning, and then rapidly becomes worse um the 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 ability design doesn't make sense the ui is clunky they they made the ui a little better as the early access went on by the way i should mention this game went to early access and released in like a six month period um and it literally just hurts because 
the, it, it comes from such an incredible place and one of my favorite games from my childhood with this follow-up that was supposed to be the ultimate um, reimagining of uh, a classic from the roguelike from the 90s and it just failed on all accounts. That's ultimate. Yeah, a bummer. Yeah, sad. Yep. But, um, Kiri, you've got a list of couple of games that disappointed you here. If you'd like to touch on them. Yeah, so when when after you said Evil Genius 2, I remembered Evil Genius 2. <laughs> and I have to agree. Like, it was it was such a disappointment. Like, we talked, like, the first couple hours were good, but then it was just, nope. Um, other than that, I've, I've listed early access games, but I also feel like that's a bit unfair because they are not finished. I'm aware of that, and I might have been a bit too hard on, on War Tales, for example. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. They're not finished yet, and I think War Tales are a lot of potential. Uh, the other one I've put down is Going Medieval, because I think it's oh, it could be amazing when it's done, but also why is it 3D? So it's basically RimWorld, but 3D. And with that 3D come so many issues that it has, like when you when you dig underground and it's just, no. Like the, this game actually made me so mad, I rage quit. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I, I would just I, say I just, just, I just, just couldn't. I tried and the community loved it and I streamed it some more, but I just couldn't. Just it feels like the game's kind of fighting you when you're trying to build something cool. It yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, because... and that's so frustrating. The building yeah. AI was... I think they've improved, but the building AI was pretty dang Especially frustrating. Especially when digging. Digging yeah. was rough. And they exactly. would constantly get and just, stuck. I know it's early die. access, but I just felt like this is early like earlier mm. than early access it shouldn't be early access yet it was just way too rough yeah also way too basic yeah. there wasn't that many things there isn't that many things is it still now like it's a very simple some things and such, i haven't touched it since i don't know it's a very one very of, very simple game one of my mods actually really really likes it um but she mostly plays on peaceful and just builds so mm. it's a lot more chill yeah um so she only does the horrible part <laughs> well, without the digging, though. Without the digging, though. So, you know, okay. you don't have that stuff. But um, they've added some stuff. There's, like, there's like trading now and relationships and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's it's chugging along. Probably get worth there. a Give lot. it five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll yeah. play it again yeah. once it's done. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that was yeah. not ready for early access, in my opinion. Jess, it was very early, yeah. Jess, do you have any... Uh, would you like to talk about your, your two listed games here? Although one of them is going to be an Echo. Um, sure. Yep. Um, my, I'd have to say my top is also Evil Genius too. <laughs> Echoing, again, everyone's already said I was really excited about it. I hadn't played Evil Genius 1, so I was excited to be like, yay, I finally get my chance with this game. And then after you move through the first couple of hours, it just became so repetitive. The core gameplay loop was just such a drag and stuff is gated behind it. Research and building is all gated behind it. And I really love base building. Like I, I'm not the biggest fan of combat in games, but I love base building. And I just really disliked that all these things were gated and I couldn't improve my base without grinding and 
I never finished my campaign. Gross. I just dropped it one day and was like, I'm done. I'm done with this game. <laughs> yep. And also the other relatable. game that you have listed here, which I don't think has been brought up at all. No, so my other one was Hell Architect. Um, I was interested in this one because it looked really similar to Oxygen Not Included. And Oxygen Not Included is also a game I never finished because it can get so science heavy that I just never made it to the end. And so I was kind of looking forward to the satirical twist on it. And then I opened it up and tried it out and it was just flat humor and it was dreary. And I just didn't enjoy being in that game at all. I just felt scummy trying to design the ultimate torture experience for like a, in a colony sim. Like I, I want my colonists to be happy and have them be thriving and making beautiful. The demons are happy though. <laughs> yeah, but you have all these little people that are you just torture them and you're, they're so miserable and it's just. But they yeah. squeal so nice. <laughs> I've never really enjoyed that. I mean, the game was bad, but the setting was fun. I would rather them school with joy. <laughs> I I looked at the I took one look at a trailer for Hell Architect and just went ew no. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like the thing is, the thing is, and I, I agree with Jess one hundred percent. I only played the demo. I did a sponsored stream for the demo before the game even came out in early access. And I already kind of had the same feeling at that point, which is why I didn't play it when it came out in early access. Um, uh, there, There is good, evil, funny, AKA Dungeon, Dungeon Keeper. Keeper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there is so good. this, <laughs> if you ask me. So yeah. Yeah, I it agree. was not good evil. No, it was, it's it good to be bad, evil. not bad to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just quoting Dungeon Keeper, don't mind me. Um Evil Trick, who I'm just kind of nicknaming in my brain Mr. Disappointed, who has like every <laughs> game that came out last year on his list. Uh so <laughs> do, do you want to give us a brief summary? I I'm looking at my list and I'm like I think I'll only mention one, but in general, <laughs> I think I'm just I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Like there's been like the entire game culture and early accesses I'm not even going to go to that because it is its own thing. And some early access are good, some are bad. The thing that has personally disappointed me the most, because I'm a big fan of the genre, is Battlefield. The new Battlefield 2042. I, I've always been a big fan of the games. I always have. It was one of my first FPSs, besides Half-Life when I was a kid. And I, I, I've been hoping for many, many Battlefield ex game releases that maybe this one is good and i honestly thought this one was going to be amazing and it was really fun kind of like an evil genius for the first few hours it was really good but then the more i played the more repetitive it got the more it just felt like there were systems lagging and the systems were going to be cash up things that ea was going to add, going to add later and it just thought it wasn't a fun experience everything was pretty everything was cool but everything was very gated. So we have like a big open map. It's a cool battlefield. There's like open fields, there's mountains, possibility for strategic things. But in the end, everybody just runs in the same lines because there's no reason to go to the sides. So every single map had a vastly different aesthetically visual uh, feel to it, but it all played exactly the same. 
that combined with almost no destructibility, kind of low amount of guns and vehicles, it honestly felt like an early access. And I just really want to play Bad Company 2 again. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can actually play that in that game because they brought yeah. back older Battlefield games. But even then, there's something that's weird there. And I don't know what it is. It just yeah. doesn't feel the same. I want to feel that again. I want to same. feel alive again. <laughs> same. <laughs> but uh, so I that, die a lot in Battlefield again. <laughs> yeah. There's just there's a lot of games that I was looking forward to personally that I just got disappointed by. Yeah. Mainly, it's the whole early access thing where you watch a video, it looks really cool, and then when you play the game, you know it was definitely only a trailer because only a third of the systems are out and those are broken, and it just ruins the experience. So. Mm. I guess yeah. I have like a different approach to these things because I, when a game is in early access, I'm like, okay. It's an early access. I'm just going to play it to show everybody what it's about and just suspend my negative critic and just like bring the neutral critic forward and then just drop it from there and come back to it later. <laughs> See, I did and that's that how initially. I, that's and how I'm I approach it on mean. stream. <laughs> but like Battlefield's a full release. That's the problem. It's yeah, yeah. but that's release, true. Right? In regards to early access culture, I just... Yeah. yeah. I do it too, but... It's it's starting to like, and I have experienced it. I think that's what trick means. It's starting to grate on you when you just have that happen over and over and over again, and you never have a game that's actually finished that you can finish. Yeah, I, I think it depends games... on the type of game. For me. Go yeah, on. maybe. Okay. Sorry, I missed that. It depends just... on the type of game. Oh, like oh. half of the games I play are early access. Vast majority of them even are early access, um, but. I think that early access lends itself to a lot of types of games. It doesn't lend itself to other types of games. And I think a lot of games use early access as a crutch. Um, not to not as a crutch to put out bad gameplay, um, but as a crutch to get funding. Um, and I think we live in a world where there's a lot of games that exist and a lot of competition and a lot of people don't get funding. Um, mm. And the like, I'm going to use a, a call, call out a game that I love playing, Caves of Cud. Um, that's a game that's been in some format of early access for about a decade. Um, but because of the way the game plays and because of the style of game and because of the depth of the game, it doesn't matter that it's early access. It really doesn't. It just means major patch every six months. But That's the same um, as Dyson Sphere Program. Also yeah. early access and only like 17 euros. Like that's but, what an early access is. That's, that's like the I, perfect I mean, access. The yeah. I think the amazing thing with Dyson Sphere Program was, um, shout again to those devs, um, they could have dropped their first release as a full release, and I would have been happy yep. with the game. Yep. Same. Because it, it was sold well enough too for them to just drop it, and move on. Yeah, and they didn't. There's like it's been a year now, and there's like a new big patch coming on the anniversary. It's it's crazy. Speaking of things that are coming soon, though, uh, we got a little list here of wait, games. That... Wait. Did, did I miss something? What, what, no, but what, I, I snuck in earlier when I was talking <gasps> that I would like to do a small little honorable mention mm. for disappointments. Okay. I can have gonna... an honorable mention for... Is it my face? Because I understand. For top games. <laughs> no. I forgot to talk about it. No, Kiri's <laughs> going to be really mad at me, but I was <laughs> disappointed by humankind. 
I, I, <gasps> yeah. I really had a good time during the open devs when I played. When I wasn't in the game. I see where this is no, going. No, yes. it has nothing to do with the characters. <laughs> so if you could see Kira's face right now, you could just see the disappointment when FD said that, like the betrayal, stabbing in the yeah. back. Oh no, she's crying. But... She's running away. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, Kiri's eyes have come alive. <laughs> uh, I had a really good time before they changed how influence works um in that like after that particular open dev and i've since then not gotten along with the game at all and to be fair i haven't played it since september so i know there's been some patches since then but i played multiplayer which was actually quite fun when it works um because you don't play against cheating ai <laughs> but i still have not played a single time uh, i have not played humankind a single time and i've played on stream and off stream um, completing games, comp like completing an entire run, so to speak. Um, I've not played it a single time without a bug. It's every time I play, there's bu there's a bug. Sometimes you're cursed just... in that way, though. Maybe yes. I've Maybe. never seen a bu a noticeable bug outside from like one text glitch, and I think that's because I resized the AI. Like I... I've had bugs, but then I've played so long. But I've got yeah. like several games where I just didn't encounter any bug at all so i, I think it's just cursed yeah <laughs> i've had a bug every single time it could have just been a glitch like a like a visual bug where there's a unique glit a unit glitch somewhere um i've had battles not disappear from the battlefield i have had uh, abilities like um like special abilities from your um focus not work yeah. i have had which is which is because which is really frustrating because that made that entire age basically completely useless because the focus that i wanted to do i couldn't do because the ability didn't work to <sighs> flat out the game heart crashing to desktop fg rambles off into a cloud <laughs> it could have been so good but i'm not gonna shut up now that's it i just wanted to mention that because yeah for, for whatever it's worth um uh, to, to break the fourth wall here we have a a big yellow flashing thing in our dock here that says let's keep things brief so i'll, I'll be quick um but <laughs> uh which i originally wrote for whatever that's worth um but it, it um i i didn't hate humankind but i wasn't even remotely enthused by it i wanted to like it it looks beautiful it's got a lot of neat ideas but there was nothing about that game that grabbed me that want that made me want to keep playing after three games you know what we should Same. do? We should totally have mm. one of these podcasts where we just talk about games we're disappointed in. Because yes. <laughs> oh, we should do that. Uh, 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 yeah. for, for I'll another, be the defender another for humankind. Let's go. I'll come back around <laughs> on humankind, but I've, I've actually, to be, for whatever it's worth, I've felt that way about every single one of their games at launch. Two years later with three expansions. Fantastic. Almost always. So, To um, be fair, it's probably worth noting that I, that and, you know, a lot of, there, there's a consensus there from like people that have played they would probably it feels like they were pressured just a little bit too much to release it just a little bit too early and had it been like half a year a year more probably longer it would have problems. been it would have probably been really good yep i think i, it's, I know yeah. for a fact that they delayed once but they weren't allowed kind of to do to do that again because it's mm. too expensive yeah. I believe it. yeah yeah i believe it too but it All could right. have really helped it Final topic. This is going to be kind of like a rapid fire here. Uh, games are looking forward to with like one little anecdote. 
in uh, 2022. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go first. Yeah, go do it. Uh, Silk Song. I'm very excited about it. I hope it's gonna come out this year. Go Team Cherry. Go I, Team Cherry. I loved, I loved Hollow Knight, and I'm just excited. I also hope for good music again. Best game developer name ever. <laughs> it's good. Yes. Team Cherry is pretty great. It's up there with Team Reptile. I don't know why I like like team developer name, but it's so simple. Uh, yeah, it works. Uh FG. Um fair, fair fair disclosure. I I literally just did a sponsored thing for this yesterday. Um where we where I just watched stuff about Dying Light 2 and it reminded me how much I enjoyed the first Dying Light, which I is uh, which I've played through from start to finish three times, which is the only RPG I've ever done that for. Um, Dying Light 2, it's going to be amazing. You can pelt zombies off of rooftops by jumping at them. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Uh, who's next on the list? Uh, Jess, go. Okay, mine's not, not so much a release. Well, I guess it is, but it's just DLC. Um, TK3 Royal Court. I loved CK3, and I have been anticipating this DLC for so stinking long. It's less yes. than a month away. I'm just... Yes. I yes. have been avoiding reading devlogs for ages because I'm like, I just give it to me now. I'm just going to ignore this until it's finally here. Mm. Um, another one that I thought of as we were talking was Dwarf Fortress, the Steam release, because I just really want to get into that game, but I can't be bothered to get into it in its current state. One thing that I will mention about Dwarf Fortress is you can play Dwarf Fortress and completely avoid combat entirely and just build yes. a massive fortress and watch things run around and have cats get stuck in <laughs> weird places. Sounds yeah, perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for that. I hope it's this year. Me too. Same. Trick. Evil trick? Yeah. I So I'm, I'm just generally a disappointed person, I guess, in 2022 <laughs> already, or I will be. Because my mention is going to be something that I'm looking forward to it if it comes out and it's good. But in a way, I'm also just expecting and kind of looking forward to it coming out and just being bad for the meme. Because it's going to be made by Bethesda. And if it comes out this year, it's Starfield. Starfield. It's different. It could Best look cool. rendered sandwich in a trailer. Yep. And it's <laughs> probably going to be awful. I'm ready to be disappointed. That's a very well-rendered I sandwich. hope it's a disappointment in that regard. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yep. So echoing the feeling of disappointment, um, because I'm already disappointed, not necessarily in them, but like in the planet, um, Stalker <laughs> 2, I love Stalker. I've played all the Stalker games. I've played Stalker mods. I love Stalker. Stalker's phenomenal. Stalker 2, don't suck. Also, don't come out this year, Stalker 2. Delay so that it won't be disappointed this year. Delay again so that it comes out next year, and then I can be disappointed next year. But it's basically delayed already till to it's almost next year. Yeah, <laughs> so it's basically yeah. next year. <laughs> yeah. They should have just gone into spring. Like, come on, guys. And don't try and sell NFTs. If you need money, just pretend to be No Man's Sky and ask for money. Or not No Man's Sky. Uh, Star Citizen. That. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just yeah. pretend to be Star Citizen and ask for money. We'll fund you. You don't need to make NFTs. It's fine. Just ask for money, guys. Come on. Please. What? Yeah. 
So I think that about does it for the first ever episode of the uh, Halcyon Frequency podcast, uh, which has had a pretty modest runtime, and uh, or as they say in the in the biz, a a five star podcast for a five star runtime. So this podcast is available on all podcast platforms and places where you get podcasts. If you want to help us out a whole lot, go to iTunes. Even if you don't have an Apple device, just like make an iTunes account. I'm sorry, uh, and then go to the podcast page and leave us a five star review. Uh, but you know, just talk about. Um, how right we are about uh, uh, evil genius or something, or um, how right Kiri is about humankind and how wrong FG is. It'll, it'll be great. It'll be fine. Like, just get some discourse going in there, but just make sure you hit that five stars because that's important. Um, if you have a podcast platform that you like to listen to podcasts on and we're not there, DM me or yell at me and I'll put it there. I'll make sure it works. Of course, you can get all the episodes on halcyonfrequency.com as well as finding us. And other th play and other things that we do. Um, what else do I need to say here? I didn't think about this in advance. Right. Um, if please send in questions in the uh, in in the uh, podcast questions room on the Discord, and uh, I'm blind. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv/blindirl and at blindire on Twitter. Although I don't tweet very often these days. Everybody else, if you could just rattle through where people could find you. Let's start with Kiri. Yes, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube. Instagram, Twitter as 2D Kiri. It's pretty easy. Jess? Uh, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Discord, uh, anywhere else. I think that's it. Um, well, Jess, sometimes with an underscore. Consistency, not my thing. Trick. <laughs> you can find me on any platform that is not OnlyFans. Pretty much. But you will try. So what you're saying is you have a fan house, right? Yes. That's only fans, but not only fans. I, I, I don't know what that is. Is that new? We can talk about that in another episode. <laughs> I see possibilities. Already confirmed, though. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and yeah, I'm FG. Uh, you can find me under FG Squared on Twitch, YouTube, and uh, theoretically also on Instagram, though I don't post much there. Um, I'm also oh, yeah, on Twitter. But there is a sneaky underscore between the FG and the squared because there is a stupid company holding that name hostage since like 2012 and not tweeting on that account. And uh, yeah, go share the podcast with uh, everybody that you know and tell them to listen to it. Tell them to listen to it now. And Thank you very much for listening. Get big speakers. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And, and everybody Thank just you. say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>